This is a Discovery Church podcast. Every heart found in Jesus' story. Wherever you are in your journey of faith, we pray that this message brings you deep encouragement. If you would like to get involved in the life of our church, head over to discoverychurch.com.au or check out our social media or YouTube channel. I just love the creativity that comes out of um, our team here to to present beautiful intros and stuff like that. Um, and creativity is such a part of, of who we are and, and how we operate as people. Um, I want to know who's ever been, like, who's ever done, like, pottery? Like, been, you know, done it as a hobby or done it at school or has anyone done, done pottery? How fun is it? Like, it's amazing. You get this lump of clay and you get to move it around and squish it in your fingers. I remember um, being a kid in art class, you know, first time doing pottery and the teacher's telling you, this is how you do it and this is how it works and, and this is how it's all done and, you know, just think of whatever you want to do with it. it. It just opens up such a wide space of creativity where our minds and our hands all get to work together to create something. Or if your parents, maybe your kids have come home from art class with this brightly glazed thing <laughs> that they've made for you and, and want you to treasure. Mom, I've made, or, or they've bought it at a, you know, the, the stall that they have um, before Mother's Day or Father's Day. And they, they've bought this, this thing that they knew you were going to just love and treasure and and you take this, this object, like, you know, straight to the pool room because it's going to be there forever. It's one of those things that, um, that uh, is, is just, like, we've all experienced it in some way or another when we found something that, that really sparks that creativity in us. And um, isn't it interesting that we can, we can fashion things that are so interesting from a simple lump of clay, just basic, basic material, just like this, as we're going to be watching through this message, there's going to be different kinds of um, clay work and, and pottery to watch. But my eyes are here, guys, so don't get too distracted. This is, this is just a bit of a, you know, a, a bit of an object thing to look at. But I just wonder whether, you know, as we get into this series, Surrender, whether we, we see it as... Um, something that's, that's really, really important for us, knowing what our purpose is in the Holy Spirit and how valid this idea of surrender is, how important we think it is to enhance our daily discipleship and the work in the kingdom that we do. Because in a lot of ways, we're already filled by lots and lots of things, right? We're filled by our work and our families and our friendships and the relationships that we have Around, we're, we're filled by um, the things that surround us in society. There's there's anxiety and there's depression. There's things that we deal with in in families that are disconnected. There are there are things in the world around us, um, maybe even within us, that take our time and fill our minds and fill our hearts. I think sometimes we even question whether we need to be filled by the Holy Spirit. And often we don't have the resources to deal with some of those things in our lives. We don't know what our purpose is sometimes. 
One of the first um, questions that the Alpha course asks when you come to one of the Alpha courses is, is there more to life than this? The first question they ask. And there's so many ways that, that we try to fill ourselves by being independent of the power that's available to us through the Holy Spirit. And people who come to Alpha have this light bulb moment where they understand that there is a resource available to them that, is the, that they've never heard of before. And it, it blows their mind when they learn about the Holy Spirit, when they learn about who God is and who He wants to be in their lives. I mean, it's one of my greatest weaknesses, this idea of being independent. I can do this myself. I don't need anyone's help. It's one of my biggest failures. As, as a husband, as a dad? <laughs> How many of us suffer in that space? Where we go, I can do this myself. The trouble is we experience the depletion and the powerlessness that comes from running out of our own resource. And unfortunately, sometimes that has to happen before we'll get to a place of recognition and we wake up to the reality that to do life successfully, we cannot do it on our own. Richard Rohr, in his book, Falling Upwards, says this, until we are led to the limits of our present game plan and find it to be insufficient, we will not search out or find the real source, the deep well or the constantly flowing stream. Until we get to the end of ourselves, we will not search for anything else. What he's talking about there is obviously the flow of the Holy Spirit. And we need to surrender sometimes, no, probably always on a daily basis, our own strength, our own strategies for handling life. The trouble is we see surrender often as a, as a weakness we see it as giving up or, or letting ourselves or others down. We don't want to be insufficient, but we also don't recognise that the best option is to surrender to the Holy Spirit, to His forming, to His shaping of our lives. Um, Mel and, and I have our anniversary on the 22nd of June and in the, on the 22nd of June in 2020, um, I was given the privilege of um, officiating um, Mel's dad's funeral. And uh, one of the things that we always loved about, um, that we loved about dad was that he had been a lifelong coffee drinker of international roast and... <laughs> I've never really understood that for two reasons. Um, the first reason is that International Roasts, uh, I, I guess they named it because they just swept up all the dirt off the floors of the coffee factories around the world and said, oh, this is a great international drink. Yes, it's from everywhere, so we'll call it that. But the second reason is that why would you drink all the sweepings from all the coffee factories around the world in the first place? But he loved it. Loved it. So when it came to the burial service, um, we had a, a basket of petals for friends and family to come and sprinkle into the gravesite to, to pay their respects and to say goodbye. 
but we also had a basket of little sachets of international roast coffee and people could come to the graveside and say goodbye and pour in a little bit of extra dirt into the, into the graveside. And it, it created this exact atmosphere. There was a lightness about the day that was really, really nice. Um, but as I reflected on, you know, putting that dirt into the, into the graveside, it, it, we got to the point where the words of the, you know, the, the whole day come to the point where you talk about ashes to ashes and dust to dust. And it made me think. It made me think about... Um, this, this, whole, this whole life that we live, what's, what's the purpose of being created from dust if, if there's, there's nothing else to it? What is it that makes it possible to, to live lives of purpose? And it's because of the infilling of the Holy Spirit. We can live lives that are fuller than we can imagine and more purposeful and meaningful than we ever thought possible. And like Jody did last week, we need to go back to the beginning, to Genesis chapter 2. God forms Adam, and because I've forgotten my Bible, I'm going to be relying on the, the slides today. So the Bible says this, The Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. God creates this man out of dust, out of clay, forms him and he breathes into him. But until the point where God breathed into Adam, he was a lifeless thing. Up until that point, he was just a lump of very well moulded clay. He doesn't have any purpose in the Garden of Eden up until that point. Like a da Vinci sculpture propped up in the corner of the garden somewhere, Adam was nothing. He had no purpose in life at all until God breathes the breath of life into him. Much like these pieces of pottery, we look at them and we go, what, what purpose will this thing have? What, what use will it be in my life? And so I have a question for you. When was the last time that God breathed into your life? When was the last time that you asked Holy Spirit to fill you? Adam needed to be more than just created to live with purpose. And I think the examples of others like Jesus, the disciples, Paul, help us to show us why. In Matthew chapter 3, before Jesus begins his earthly ministry, he comes to see John the Baptist. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptised by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptised by you, and do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is, the proper, it is proper for us to do this, to fulfil all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptised, he went up out of the water, and at that moment, heaven was opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. This is the point where Jesus begins his earthly ministry. But even though he already had a reputation around the place as highly respected young man, 
in the things of God and the Jewish faith. People already called him rabbi and teacher. But not until he was filled with the Holy Spirit did he begin his ministry among the people, preaching the good news of the kingdom of God. In John 29, we have another example. On the evening of the first day when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and he said, peace be with you. And after he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Is there another slide there? No. The disciples were overjoyed. Wow, that, I don't know what I'm doing with glasses on or not. <laughs> the, the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus breathes on the disciples and fills them to give them their real purpose. I am sending you, he says. He releases the disciples into their calling that he'd been preparing them for over the last three years. And as they receive the Holy Spirit, they are transformed from fearful, hiding and alone to fearless, public and unified. Preachers of the good news of the kingdom of God and witnesses to the risen Christ. The disciples were learners before they were filled with the Holy Spirit and then they became teachers to thousands and thousands of people. They'd been involved in things like healings and casting out demons before while Jesus was with them. But the filling of the Holy Spirit empowered them to go out boldly to spread the good news of what Jesus had done, not just giving them exciting experiences while Jesus was with them. Paul was the same, a learned man, super intelligent, and by any standard of the day, a highly, highly educated man. But it wasn't until his encounter with the Holy Spirit, with this physical and spiritual encounter with Jesus himself, and then being filled with the Holy Spirit that releases him for the purpose which God had, had, had designed for him from the first. Saul knew what his purpose was, It was to persecute this group of people that called themselves Christians, to destroy them if he could. But then his new purpose is found and we read that in Acts chapter nine. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it, placing his hands on Saul. He said, brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptised. This infilling of the Holy Spirit changes Paul's direction and purpose for the rest of his life. From being one who was persecuting the church to being one of its greatest contributors. Even his own testimony says that he was filled for a purpose and that was to preach the risen Christ and the Kingdom of God. The power of the Holy Spirit gives people purpose. Much like an earthen vessel is finally given a purpose when it's filled. We are the same. Like Adam, breathed into and given purpose. Like Jesus and the disciples, breathed into and given their purpose. The disciples were filled and then went out and 
incredibly, like literally changed the trajectory of the world and history in their lifetimes. How exciting is it to think about what the Holy Spirit could do through us as a community? Hundreds of people here, hundreds. What impact could we have in our region, in our, in our city, in our state? But here's another question. Are you feeling purposeful? Do you need refilling to increase your kingdom purpose? It's really interesting, as I was researching for this message, I looked up all the, all the references to the Holy Spirit in the Bible, and most of them, in, the, in most cases, it says that the Holy Spirit filled someone. Someone was filled by the Holy Spirit. Because that's the purpose of the Holy Spirit, to fill you, not just to give you a dribble or a drip or two. He wants to fill you. When you don't feel ready, He wants to fill you. When you don't feel adequate for the calling, he wants to fill you. When you have no way of accomplishing what you feel God is calling you, he wants to fill you because he's all about abundance and overflow. He isn't stingy or miserly. He's generous and extravagant. He wants to fill you when you don't feel like being filled. And he wants to, Keep filling you. Being continually filled by the Holy Spirit is vital for us to be empowered to live out our purpose. Because if we need to be refilled, we can be filled with other things, right? Like a a, a mug. You can make a mug. I don't know what these guys are making at the moment, but you can make a mug and you could fill it with coffee. You could fill it with tea. You could fill it with water. You could fill it with whatever you want. And we can be filled by different things too. Individually, as a community, we can fill ourselves with different things. But if we're not being filled by the Spirit, we can gradually become more and more inward focused about ourselves, not about our region, not about the people around us, not about the people who live in our house. We can get to the point where all that's important to us is patting ourselves on the back saying, don't we have the best chips at Discovery? And it's true, but if that's the thing that fills us, great coffee and great chips, come to Discovery. That's, that's what we want to be known for? I really don't think so. I mean, it's really nice, but if that's all that we're known for is our chips, It's going to require sacrifice of time, energy and finance to to follow the purpose that the Holy Spirit has for us. And all the time we look at ourselves, we incrementally become insider focused. And people around us miss out on the chance to find themselves in a bigger story. We run the risk of becoming like... (sighs) 20-odd other churches in the Churches of Christ movement in Victoria, Tasmania. You know how they label those 20 churches? In need of rejuvenation, in decline, or dead. And like Matt said, (laughs) dead things don't need anything, but living things like this community do. The Spirit 
gives us purpose as a church and a community. Like Jesus, the disciples and Paul, the the purpose of Discovery Church is to preach the good news of the kingdom of God. Then we become a church that's outward facing, servant hearted, community minded. We do have something to offer then, the good news of the kingdom. But what's your purpose? What's your purpose? Have you worked it out yet? What is it that the Holy Spirit is filling you and empowering to do? It's to use the gifts and the power that you receive and when you allow Him to fill you, to operate in the fullness of God in your life, wherever you are. Because wherever you are is where the power of God is. In your workplace, in your school in your university, in, in your recreation time, when you're on holidays, the power of God and the presence of God goes with you. People see it. And this filling and refilling of the Spirit continues the process by which we become mature in that. We become more mature. And in Ephesians chapter four, Paul talks to the Ephesians about this. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity and the fullness of Christ, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead... Speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. These gifts are given to us so that other people will see the kingdom of God. This growth which happens within us when we exercise these gifts helps us to attain the whole measure of Christ. When we use these gifts, we look more like him. Not that we become God as some popular philosophies would teach. Our character becomes aligned with the character of Jesus. Our whole character. And not many people have an issue actually with Jesus. Most people actually really like him. But people who don't exhibit who he is, people had a harder time dealing with that. I believe that we all know that this Christian life has nothing to do with having it all together or getting everything lined up for a successful life. It's about having this this breath of life and the Holy Spirit flowing through us. This continual intimate connection to the person of the Holy Spirit who empowers us to see the need for others around us so that they can experience that full life for themselves a full spiritual life which leads to deep contentment and joy in Christ. Band, you guys can come up if you like. He knows what you need to find and fulfil the purpose for which he made you from dust, breathed into you and empowered you through the Holy Spirit. So that, like Jody said last week, we can live lives that are 3D, not 2D. 
There's, there's a, a bigger fullness for us when we accept the Holy Spirit. And if we as earthen vessels find our purpose by being filled and refilled by the Holy Spirit, I'd invite us again, as Jody did last week, to come to that place again where we surrender our heart, surrender our visions for our future and ask him to come. But that leaves us with questions. Are we too full of ourselves to be surrendered? How can we prioritise the work of the Spirit within us? And who can help us be more accountable for making that change? We're in community for a reason. It's so that we can encourage each other on the road to build each other up while we travel this journey of faith. And the more we rely on each other and, you know, stop trying to do it ourselves. Wow. The Holy Spirit can accomplish so much within us and through us into our, into our world, into our neighbourhoods, into our schools. Imagine the impact that the 12 disciples had in the city of Jerusalem in that, in that first few weeks that the Holy Spirit empowered them. Thousands of people came to faith. 12. We've got about 1,200 people here. Imagine the impact that we could have in the Mount Evelyn, Lilydale, Yarra Ranges region if we truly let the Holy Spirit fill us and empower us for our purpose. I wanna pray for us today. And I wanna pray for us because I think sometimes that, that sense of resistance to letting, letting Holy Spirit do what He wants to do in us causes anxiety because we feel like we, we don't have control. We don't have our pathway correctly sought out or, or directed. But I can tell you now, when the Holy Spirit takes the direction that you're going and empowers it, it'll lift you to another level. And people will see the Kingdom of God. They'll, they'll join the bigger story because they'll be excited by what they see in you. So let me pray for you today. Father, we thank You. Lord Jesus, we thank You. Holy Spirit, we thank You for Your presence. We thank You for Your power. We thank You, Lord, that You, you want to fill us not just with dribbles and dribs and drabs. You want to fill us completely to overflowing, Lord, so that others can see You in us. And Father, we confess that sometimes we're resistant to that. Sometimes we don't want to listen. And like, yeah, like young children, we can, we can put our little foot down and Father, we pray that you would open our hearts to your presence today. Open our spirits, Lord, to, to who you are and help us to see, Lord, that our purpose is in you. The power to accomplish that purpose is from you and we can do that with you, Lord. You don't leave us alone in that. We pray that you'd fill each one of us afresh, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
Thank you for listening to the Discovery Church podcast. It is our mission that every heart is found in Jesus' story. If you were moved by this episode, please take 30 seconds to share it on your social media. It only takes a couple of seconds to create life-changing impact.